Welcome to a very special Rocker Mike and Rob present, and this is a little different present. This is a present that we're talking about the brand new um, series based on the Sex Pistol. And um, Mike, where would they get the information from? How did they get the information to do this series? Well, the, the, the series is called Pistol, and it's on Hulu, and it's based on Steve Jones, the guitarist from the Sex Pistols book called Lonely Boy that he wrote about six years ago. I thought that I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, because, uh, like, all right, so this is the thing. Was he getting molested by his dad? Yeah, I read I read this book when it came out. And uh, he, he, it wasn't his dad. It was, like, his stepdad. I, I think it was his stepdad. I, that's yeah. not clear in the in the series, and I kind of forget from the book, but I, I think it's his stepdad. Um, yeah. He was getting molested, mistreated, abused. Yeah. And that had a lot. To, and that was a lot to admit at the time, too. He had never admitted that before in public. Um, and, um, you know, I think that kind of it's just a direct line to how he grew up. OK, you know what I liked? I, I did like this series. I, I kind of went into it with an open mind. I knew the possibility of it sucking awfully. Uh, John Lydon, Johnny Rotten, was very against the making of this. He took them to court. He did this and that. Uh, and I, I tend to, to, to like John Lydon, and I kind of was going into it like, well, let me just see what it's all about. It's a very hard story to tell about this band, Rob, because – there's so many angles to this, and everybody has a uh, a different a different opinion. Uh, John Lydon himself has written, I believe, two or three books already about his life and in the Pistols. And I, I I 
you know, Steve Jones wrote one. Glenn Matlock wrote one. I'm not sure if Paul Cook did. I don't think so. But, you know, and it's been well documented. But what I liked about it is it talked about some other stuff around the scene circling the Sex Pistols and in their relationships that doesn't really get discussed. For instance, the fact that Chrissy Hind from the Pretenders, who would become in the Pretenders, was in the series, I thought was very cool because she really was an integral part to that scene and the early Sex Pistols. I mean, she worked in that Vivian Westwood shop, Sex, where they were selling everything. And, and again, what... <laughs> I really should give everybody a little spoiler alert because we're going to be talking about this. So hopefully if you're watching it, you, you've seen it already. Um, you know, the fact that they had her as, a, as an, an integral part, I thought was impressive. Yeah, she was almost like uh, Johansson's love interest in a way. Johansson? What do you mean? I mean, she was... Um, Steve um, Jones. Steve, Steve Jones. Jones um, Steve yeah. Jones is... Um, Love interest. Well, I, I I don't know if Chrissy was involved in the making of this. I, I, I didn't hear that she was, but she wrote a book herself about her life a few years back that was very good. And, uh, you know, she talked about her time around the punk scene. Okay. So all that's very plausible. I, I, I you know, how do we know exactly what's true, what's not? The thing with these shows is... People to this day love the pistols. I do. Okay. And I think the pistols represent different things to different people. So when you start getting into depicting things and saying what happened and, you know, again, every episode started with this is a dramatization of actual events. So, you know, you're kind of like, all right, they're going to take some liberties here. Uh, And I understand John Lydon not liking that, but. Danny Boyle, who directed it, yeah, did a good job. Uh, you know, he, he's you know, Train Spotting. He's known for that. That's yeah. that's one of the best films of the '90s, as far as I'm but concerned. Mike, the guy that played Johnny Rodden was almost spot on. Uh, yeah, and his and his name was uh, uh shit. Uh, what was it? Look him up for me. I forgot to write it down. Arson Boom. Okay, Boom. Yeah. Uh. The other cast members is Toby Wallace is Steve Jones, Thomas Brody is Malcolm McLaren, Christian Lee Leaves Lees is Glenn Matlock, Matlock. Yeah. Jacob Statler is Paul Cook, Sidney Chandler was Chrissy Hind, and Emma Appleton was Nancy Spungen. Um, and there were you know other people. Wally Nightingale was was depicted, and you know they they kind of dug deep deeper than usual in this kind of kind of thing. And, and there were some characters that normally don't get a mention that did. And I thought that that was good. I was, um, I like the way that like, they would start with this weird thing, but um, like they would start with this little opening and then they would go into the series, but they would all come into play by the time it was done, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they went to the, um, in that episode where they went to the psych wolf, it, how crazy was that black woman? Yeah, that was the uh, the episode called Bodies, episode three. Was that, and, uh, was that a real thing? Yes, that happened. But, you know, uh, John Lydon has admitted that that was based on Pauline. Okay, that was her name. Okay, and wow. she she had 
an abortion and carried it around. I mean, that's, you know, that's sick. I but, know, but when the lady in the store, they think she was stealing something, she opened the bag and she... That, yeah, that was, that was Vivian Westwood uh, depicted in that in that series, uh, the lady who owned the store. Vivian Westwood, if you don't know, she was a major fashion designer and designed all the all the stuff that was worn in the punk scene in England uh, in the 70s and then went on to be more mainstream later on. Um, interestingly, I don't know if you picked up on this. Th th there was a lot of politics, okay, thrown in, all right? And to understand the punk scene in England in the 70s, you have to realize this was a country that was uh, hyperinflation. There was high unemployment. Uh, there was garbage strikes everywhere. There was, you know, and the New York scene had very similar stuff going on too. Yeah. Okay. But it was less political. Um, so let's talk about episode one, the cloak, the cloak of invisibility. The cloak of invisibility. Yeah. I mean, fucking Steve Jones stealing Bowie's equipment. That's classic. I knew that. I knew that story. Lipstick on the mic. Yeah, he said there's still lipstick on the mic. Yep, yep. Um, and you know they were they were they were putting this like early version of the band together, and it was before Malcolm was even involved. Yeah. Uh, and they were called the Swankers. The yeah. Swankers. Okay. And uh, the the one Steve song that he had from the beginning was. What would be called seventeen or never mind the bollocks. It was called I'm a lazy sod. Yeah. Okay. And and that was something that he had written, you know, early on. He was a lazy sod. He was a cat he was like a cat burglar. Okay. He would like just go into people's steal shit and, and climb down the fire escape, you know? It was amazing how how he would just like all the stuff that they would the one time he got caught, they lumped him up. Holy well, shit. Well, that, that was funny. Do you remember the show? The band that he was trying to steal from? Oh, what was uh, was it uh, Motorhead? Well, Hawkwind. When Lemmy was with... Yeah, it was yeah. Hawkwind. Okay. So the Hawkwind, the Hawkwind security tuned him up. <laughs> oh, man, they tuned him up. But let's then, talk about... Like, his house... His, and the show starts with... Another thing that I was shocked to learn about, I never knew that he couldn't read. Yeah, he talked about that in the book. Yeah, he, he admitted that he, he 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 didn't learn how to read till much later. He never went to school. Uh, look, I mean, th this even in the seventies in England, you had that. You know, you had that. So he steals this equipment, and then it's the whole adventure of him. He going to that sex store, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, he goes in there to steal some shit to to wear in the band you know and he gets caught doing that and that's how they 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 meet he meets malcolm and vivian and malcolm you know once he gets involved with the band a little bit they don't really have a name yet they've got some different names he gets arrested for stealing the hawkwind stuff <laughs> goes to jail and malcolm gets him out and that's a very important scene because it sets the tone for how the band the pistols would work later on not much later on okay he had this loyalty to malcolm because of because of that and malcolm was just you know this guy just took them for everything he could okay you know and 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 steve just couldn't see it right away yeah 
and it, you know it kind of created like two camps in the band after a while especially once sid came in the band yeah like, which is a, that's a total shit show right there when that happened you know it's but the way they made sense that so the show ends with this wacky guy look at the mirror with a shirt saying something war whatever and it cuts off with boom with they reveal johnny rotten yeah the second episode is called rotten and that's when you know johnny rotten is is brought into the scene his name is john lydon they call yeah. him rotten rotten because of his teeth yeah. okay and uh which which were very rotten um and what I, what that episode was cool because it starts out with showing Jordan, okay, on the train, yeah, and with jo- the, like almost naked. She was wearing see-through Vivian Westwood clothes. Um, you know, she's on the train, and <laughs> everyone's freaking out, and the little kids are looking at her and shit, and you can see her boobs through the shirt. I mean, she uh, her name was uh, was Pamela Rook. And yeah. she just passed away only a few weeks ago. She had cancer, I believe. Yeah. They dedicated the show to her, too, which I thought was nice. Yeah, that was very good. Um, I just thought that. So here they start with Robin. But they also, um, I think when he, I think he picked the wrong guy. I think it was Sid Vision that was supposed to be there before Robin, right? That was the- uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, it could be true. Uh, there was a group called, like, the Johns, they were like a little gang, and one was John Lydon, one was Sid, whose real name was John Simon Ritchie, yeah. and and one one other guy or something like that was a John, and it's possible they could have got confused, but you know Lydon was obviously the right choice. Yeah, he he was. So yeah. he he got in there, and they start um the these um Jones and uh, Rodden did not get along in the beginning. Like they just kept fighting. Well, how how could you? I mean, Rotten was was off the hook, obnoxious, okay, and uh, but I I think that that's kind of probably overblown because I think that that John Lydon was probably a little more quiet than they depict him. Often they depict him as this wide-eyed maniac. <laughs> okay, you know, and I, I, I don't think that that's entirely accurate. Um, I think that he was also a very integral part of the group once he got his confidence. Okay, because if you remember, they were starting out doing a lot of covers. They didn't really have yeah. any originals. They had the one I'm a lazy side, which I don't know if they did that often. I mean, they would do covers of The Who and and uh you know, uh, like Substitute, they would cover the Small Faces, they would cover the Modern Lovers with Roadrunner, you know, all cool shit, okay, but they really needed to to write some stuff, and there's one point where I think it's, I think Steve Jones is yelling, you know, we're, we're a fucking cover band, we gotta yeah, do, he you know, and, 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 he's, and he was right, okay. Um, finally, I think, once Lydon got his, his confidence, and that was, uh, with the song Anarchy in the UK, yeah, and, and then Bodies, which you know, I think Bodies is the probably their best song. Okay, uh, if I had to pick one, just in the in in, in, the, in the way it's written and the subject matter, and it's actually such a standout on Nevermind the Bollocks. Not that 
they're all not good. They're all great. That's a, that's a an album where every song is great. But Bodies always stood out to me because it's just so twisted and demented, and it's actually based on a true thing. And Mike, speaking of bodies, where do you get those wonderful teeth done? You get your teeth look are shining. They 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 gorgeous. They look great. Uh, who's the guy that helps you out to uh, bring well, these fine teeth? Speak, speak, speaking about shiny. rotten, speaking about rotten teeth that need to be fixed, you need to Ooh. go to Park Dental Care in Queens. Okay, Park Dental Care in Richmond Hill, Queens. Johnny Rodden needed that dentist really bad. <laughs> well, his teeth are fixed now, but back then, yeah. Oh man! So let's talk. Is we're talking about bodies and dentists and all kind of stuff. Let's talk about episode three, the cold body. This was a very strange episode. Yeah, it starts out with uh, this woman, this woman in a mental hospital, young black woman being abused by an orderly and oh. being chased up a tree and. You know, this is how they got the idea, how Johnny got the idea for the lyrics to Bodies. Um, it's a true story. And, uh, wow. you know, I, it's it's sick, you know. But, I mean, I like how they – and it, I don't think it's accurate, but I like how they, they tied it in to the spitting. All right, now, <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. gobbing, as the Brits say, gobbing on somebody is what – a lot of the punk bands experienced by their audience. The audience would spit on them, okay? And I liked how Danny Boyle put that. I mean, I don't think it's accurate. That's not probably how that got started. I think it, it just got started by the audience doing it, okay? But Pauline used to get spit on by that orderly that raped her, okay? And once she was out of the hospital, she aborted the baby, was walking around with the dead baby, and then, and then uh, goes back and sees him. Now, didn't it look like not only did she spit in his face after he got off the bus, didn't she have something in her hand? She had like a, she had a like scissors, scissors or something. Of the, yeah. Scissors? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know how true that is. I, I, I don't know. Okay. I have to find out. But make good for Made for good TV. Fuck it. Yeah, because it starts with, like, she goes, she's in the mental house. Then you see her going to the show. She pays the money. And she instantly fell in love with Johnny Rodden. She saw him there on stage. I think she recognized something in that scene that was for her. Yeah, and then, then you see um, Steve Jones as a dog trying to bang her. And, and, he, and he, in, in, in the book, and it really came across in the show too, is just how much of a dog he was. He was a dog. This guy would like bang anything and everything. Okay. Yeah. And they all, all the girls knew it too. You know, it's just like he was just a dirty dog. But then it's funny because um, him and Christy Hines are having like this um, kind of relationship. They're supposed to get married and he could have keep it his pants. He, he, right, they're supposed to get married for the visa. She she needed to, to get a visa to stay in the country all the time. And I, I liked how they depicted Nick Kent, all right? Yeah. Nick Kent is this interesting character from the from the 70s English scene that he, you know, he, he was a journalist. I believe he wrote for New Musical Express and other things. And, you know, he's written a couple of books over the years. And I just thought it was hilarious how they were like, oh, yeah, Nick Kent, he just wants to be Keith Richards. 
you know, well, yeah, and, he, and he did look just like, you know, he dressed just like Richards in the, in the seventies, you know, that was pretty funny. Cause and, and he was going with her. He was going with Chrissy and, and she was messing around with Steve Jones and whatever. And whatever. Um, let's go to episode four. What was episode four? Uh, Hang on a second. Go back to three for a minute because in okay. that one, uh, you start to kind of – there's two things I want to talk about. You start to kind of see the problems with Glenn Matlock in the band. Oh, yeah. All right. And, and, and Glenn, who was involved in plenty of the songwriting, uh, we interviewed him like two yeah. years ago and he, he was one of our best interviews uh to this day and uh great guy but you know they well, started they mentioned, to, they mentioned the bad fingers here too a few times yeah i mean th they mentioned bad finger because the studio that they started to use on denmark street was actually the the place it wasn't a studio it was like a garage okay yeah. where where pete ham from bad finger killed himself i didn't know that I didn't, I, 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 I didn't recall that. They say that. And I, yeah. I, I guess it's true. Why? How could you say it if it's not true? But he supposedly got it, you know, for uh, a cheap price. Malcolm, I'm talking about. Got it yeah. for a cheap price. But what you start to see in this episode, and it becomes apparent later on, is that Malcolm really played these guys against each other to create chaos and make them more controversial. Yeah. But in the end, purposely destroyed, and then would purposely destroy the band, basically. Yeah. You know, by the last by the last episode, they're like at each other's throats. Okay. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead too much. I know we'll get to it, but what the fuck was he thinking putting them on tour in the South? <laughs> I, 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 it, all, I've been into the Sex Pistols for for more than four, like forty, more than forty years. Okay, and I've known that story, and for the life of me, I have never understood that, other than to destroy the band. Yeah, because everywhere they went, they were getting their asses kicked. I mean, yeah. you in the nineteen seventies, and you look like that, and you're from England, and you go play Atlanta, fucking cowboy country back then. No way. All right. And, you know, anyway. But he did it on purpose. He said he could have got the better venues and he did it on purpose, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why didn't they play New York that time? They should have. They ended up in San Francisco. They could have played New York, too. They were yeah. supposed to, but it's like it, it didn't happen. All right. Yeah. So let's get what's episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What'd you think? Back to three for one second. What What did you think of um, the scene when Rotten is talking to Vivian Westwood about the use of the swastika? Oh yeah, she but she made it seem like it's nonchalant. She said they they use that as a bad thing, but she was going to use that as a good thing. I thought it was pretty fucking yeah, weird. And, I, and that that was accurate because the the idea was to kind of turn turn it around. Yeah. Into something that's not a hate symbol or uh, like that. I, I, you know, I will say this: the the political aspects of that scene is interesting, and I can understand how it played out the way it did. But, and it's depicted in the show. What I'm going to say: there's a hypocrisy to all that. Okay, because when they finally did have the chaos 
and the and 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 and, and more people were getting into what what they were doing. Oh, it was too much. Okay, they couldn't fucking handle it because because it was like Malcolm gets angry at them after the Bill Grundy show. Okay, oh, which yeah. is in, which which is in episode four. Okay. Yeah. When they go on the so Bill Grundy show and oh, pretty very cunty, <laughs> pretty vacant, vacant, vacant. Okay, because that's that's how that's how Johnny always says vacant. He says vacant, vacant. All right, so pretty vacant, and uh, yeah, you're right. Um, he went on that talk show. <laughs> Holy moly, man! What a shit show. And. What was cool too is is they they showed the um, the Bromley contingent, which was like Susie Sue and a bunch of other people. Yeah, uh, Sue Catwoman was depicted. I wish Susie had had some lines. She really didn't have any lines. She was just sitting there looking good. Okay, yeah. but uh, and I thought that woman who played or whoever that was looked looked a lot like her. Wow, um, she was beautiful. Yeah. Um, it it. You know, episode four is is good because of uh, you get to see Don Letts, the reggae Rastafari depicted oh, reggae yeah. guy who was who was very integral to the scene. He he was the guy who filmed the uh, the punk rock movie on eight yeah. millimeter, and Christy Hind is actually not credited, but was actually in charge of the camera work in that movie. Wow, yeah, That's incredible, yeah. So it's cool that they they showed that, and again, uh. Reggae and Jamaican music was very important to that scene. Yeah, uh, they they hung out in in reggae clubs. These punk guys and girls, uh, reggae music was part of like their life. Okay, and that's kind of something that you know didn't carry over to the American scene too much, and it's not often talked about when you're describing the British scene, but it definitely existed. Don Letts was a big part of that, and he's kind of like. You know, he's he's you see him, he's in the background, he's not no speaking part. It would have been cool if he would have had a speaking part, yeah. But, but he's in it. I remember seeing, um, you know, what's the other thing? The way this episode ends, also, you see like the back of a blonde just walking through the crowd, and that's Is that that that's uh, where Nancy comes in, yeah, Nan right, because Nancy is in the next episode. Yeah, you see her walking in. Because I just um, like the way they do that. The way they introduce that, they just go, and then they go to the next show. Which what, I, I one, thing, one thing that they did not cover at all, though they did mention some of the characters involved, is they did not cover anything about the Anarchy in the UK tour. That's one thing I didn't like about the series. They should have gone into that, how like Johnny Thunders and The Clash, you know, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, and the Clash were on that tour with the Damned, okay. Yeah. And they 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 had all these shows booked. I think they only did a couple because they would all get canceled because of the controversy. Yeah. But but that Anarchy in the UK tour was what really brought heroin into that scene, okay. And Nancy too, who 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 came around that same time. Yeah, because remember Nancy started talking about the heartbreaker and Richard Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It's mentioned, but they don't talk about the tour. The yeah, tour was a big deal. Too. Yeah, that was a big deal at the time. Um, but, but Nancy looked like a sympathy, like a real annoying idiot that you wouldn't want to hang. That, like junkie. That's that's a thousand percent accurate. 
You know, and then um, I like what it's telling him she's a groupie. She does anything, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about, you're talking about, uh, I think it's part five, the yeah. Nancy and Nancy and Sid. Um, Can we get into that part five? Or you well, ep episode four, two is, is when Glenn gets edged out. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Steve just tells him in a bathroom. Okay. And, and again, that this was, I always felt it was a mistake kicking Matlock out of the band. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, and then they tried to blame it on, oh, he likes the Beatles. Okay. Like, you know, I mean, I know it, it got to be ridiculous. I mean, he was like their best musician, really, yeah. in he the was band. The only musician. Yeah, that could be called one. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, was involved in a lot of the songwriting. Okay. And then, you know, I'm going to be critical here, too. Again, I did like the whole series, but there were parts of it that I thought could have been better. When they talk about making the album, which is in episode five, the one called Nancy and Sid, they don't show Glenn. And Glenn, we know, because he discussed it with us and he discussed it in his book called I Was a Teenage Sex Pistol, yeah. Okay, that he was involved with some of the recording okay because sid was sid couldn't play sid could not play bass no. okay barely very very i mean next to nothing he was half whacked too much on drugs or wasted on drinking whatever and then actually he had hepatitis during the recording of this album too so he was in the hospital so steve jones did some of the bass work but glenn matlock was brought in okay to do to record a little bit on that album yeah. Uh, not uh, maybe one or two songs. Okay. But it's not mentioned anymore. He's kind of just X'd out. Now, Glenn was involved with the making of this series. So I'd love to ask him, why did you not push that? Because I think it was an important thing. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I think yeah. it's an important thing, you know. But once Nancy got into the mix, that was just, I mean, you can only go down from there, man. Yeah, and this guy banged Nancy too. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a yeah. He well, he banged everything, man. <laughs> you know, and and she, uh, well, she came on to him. Now, one thing that's that's wrong too that they changed is I think the story goes that when she first saw the Sex Pistols, her, she had her eyes on Johnny Rotten. And he wanted nothing to do with her no, at all, at all. Rotten, Rotten is, I mean, I, I'm sure he probably had his fair share of, of women, but I don't think he was one of these guys that wanted to bang anything, okay? And uh, then I think she went after Jones and yeah. then ended up with Sid. So I think that, I, I think I've heard that that's the, the, the order of it. So they, they changed that a little bit. But then again, they, there's so many different stories with this, and everybody has a different angle in their books, and you've heard rumors. So I'm not sure. But I think she was just trying to fuck Steve to get a heroin connection. Yeah. Right? Because she, get, she gets it. She's at the band meeting. Sid's in the hospital. She goes over, and she gets in his face, and she acts very seductively. You know, oh, I need a... A heroin connection. I know you're a man about town. You must know, you know. And he's like, "Yeah, but not for you." So you can give it all to fucking him, you know. Yeah, which, 
she did it with him and he snorted. She shot it. Because they sure seemed like he's doing hell. Steve, with yeah, well, Steve, the sad thing is about Steve is he was anti heroin until I think the point when the band was starting to fall apart and, and Sid was way strung out not too long before he would leave the band, the band would implode. He started to do it, Steve. Yeah. And he was snorting it. Now, I know Steve had a bad heroin habit. He talked about it in his book, but I've heard stories. I know people that after the pistols were done, Jones was, was seen down on the Lower East Side copping dope from, remember the buildings that would sell them, you know, dropping a yeah. bucket down and all that. Remember that yeah. back in the day? You know, and uh, he was he was one of these like, you know, he was living in New York, going to CBGBs and getting high on the Lower East Side. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's the interesting of that episode where they um when Johnny Ron and go we need to get rid of her. <laughs> they, they, put a bag they, in. Yeah, I mean it, it's yeah, and, and Chrissy Hine couldn't stand her, but then kind of like lets her stay there and and you know then realizes after a bag of dope that that's all she really wanted anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, the kid in the bathroom, the, taking, a taking shit. a shit. Taking a shit. Oh, that was disgusting. <laughs> and you see her, she's like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, so they put, so, so this episode had a lot, because this is the episode where they sent her back, then they're playing on the boat. Yeah, they're on the boat, and then she, and, and I've seen that depicted in other ways. I'm not sure how accurate that is. Uh, I don't know if she actually got on the plane and went back to America and then somehow came back after a short time, or did she never get on the plane? I, I don't know. Okay, it really doesn't matter. But I've seen, like, like in the movie Sid and Nancy, which is really total bullshit, okay, uh, they show, that's what Gary Oldman and Cl Chloe Webb is, is Nancy. Gary Oldman is Sid. Uh yeah. They depict them on the boat together, that they were still together. And I'm trying to remember from in the, the there's the I don't want to live this life book written by yeah. Nancy's mother that goes into some of that and some of the other Sex Pistol books. Um, I, I can't recall how accurate that is. I, I I don't doesn't really matter, I guess. So they got her high on dope and they put her on a plane back to America. Yeah. And then, but she uh, ends up coming back. Yeah. And uh rekindles and then, rekindles the relationship with Sid. Yeah. Um what I liked about this episode is that they showed John Lydon's mother, okay? And if you read John John's books, especially is the um well both of them talk about it. Anger is an energy and and no dogs or Irish need apply. Uh, no Irish or dogs need apply. That's the name of the first one. Yeah. Um, he always talks very highly of his mother because his mother was from Ireland. His yeah. father was from England. And uh, very blue-collar upbringing. Um, and she liked his mom, okay? And, and, and would enjoy stuff that he listened to. Alice Cooper, David yeah. Bowie. 
and she was very supportive of him. He lived with his mom. Yeah, because they had that weird re thing that he wanted the name of uh, God Save the Queen and No and Future. God save the queen sounds good. You'll that's get that's the scene I'm talking that. about. I, I like that part because also there's the scene when him and Jones kind of bond for a minute and he's like, you want to meet my mother? You know, like that was like to John, yeah. that was a that was a sign of like, you're, you're a good guy. I'm going to introduce you to my mother. Yeah. You know, and uh, then they're, they're playing the music, uh, the single for God Save the Queen. It was before the album was even out. And and she likes it, and she says, "No, keep it as God Save the Queen," because he wanted it to be called No Future. Yeah, No Future. But I think that God Save the Queen was the right yeah. one. Yeah. You know what's you know what's so funny that Jubilee is happening at that time too. It's the twenty fifth Jubilee. Think about now. We're doing the seventy. Think about how crazy. I, I, it is. I know, I know. And let me tell you, we're coming up to the fiftieth anniversary of punk rock in four years. Oh, uh, technically, it's before that but as far as like 70 76 kind of being that year uh you know in in 2026 they'll be saying 50 years uh you know it's hard to believe it's been that long all right so let's talk about episode track five sid and nancy what do you think of this episode i liked it i mean it it, it they show how they're getting signed by, uh, they get dropped by EMI. A and M picks them up. Uh, one thing I noticed with this was, you know, Sid is in the band now, uh, and Sid doesn't give two fucks about wanting to learn how to play. He says it's all about image. Yeah, and uh, you play that. They only going to be looking at me and Johnny. And that's the that's the that's the aspect of the British scene that I can't stand. Okay, and I'm a fan of a lot of the music. I think that the image and the clothes and everything kind of overshadows what these guys were doing musically. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe that's you can't you can't unpack that. Maybe maybe you can't kind of divide it. It has to be together, punk and the music. I I don't know. I always felt that. I was more partial to the the New York scene, not just because I'm from New York, but because it was more like organic and a little less manufactured. Because take it take it the way you take it any way you want. I love the music of the Sex Pistols, but they were kind of like, you know, they were kind of like the Monkeys. Okay, <laughs> you know, Malcolm and I like the Monkeys, so I'm not putting well, that down. Actually, all the Monkeys are how to play the instruments for real. That's that's true, and they were very good musicians and songwriters. So in that sense, that it's a little different. But the manufacturedness of the Pistols with Malcolm pulling the strings, eventually it would. I think he knew that he couldn't control them anymore, and just yeah. destroy, decided to destroy what he created. But that's what would. we talk about. That's where they do that crazy tour in the South. They will ride with Atlanta. What do you think of that scene? They put a $300,000 bounty so they don't run or, or leave or anything. And they had the security. How about that security guy? Yeah. They, they put these, like, two it's in Atlanta, and they put these two big cowboy fuckers, okay, in charge of, of the tour, okay, and to, and to kind of monitor them. And make especially Sid. The idea was that Sid was just begging, saying he couldn't find any way to cop dope. 
okay? And uh, he was dying for that. And, uh, I mean, he even carved, you know, this was when he was really crazy. He carved with a knife, oh, a razor blade. You know, I need a fix. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just beyond, man. He was a sick individual. Yeah, he was. It was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, I thought that episode was very good, too. I love that how they were traveling on the bus, going to all this town. And I think yeah, I think they were also getting each other nerve because they were all, all together. Oh, well, any, uh, listen, any band will tell you you're on a tour bus for a month with each other, smelling each other's farts and shit. You're going to want to kill each other. Yeah. And that's in a normal band. Okay. Yeah. Not not a band like this that these guys were all out of their minds in different ways. Um, you know, I think they like the idea of playing America. Yeah. That's the every British band wants to play America. Okay, but to have them go down to the south and then give them the fight what turned out to be the final gig in San Francisco, which was a, definitely a great gig to get at the Winterland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was a spot that everybody played back then. Um, you know, it was too it was too little, too late. They, they, I mean, they were done by that point. Dude, how funny was it? That, like in episode one, where they did, they, they, I think, or episode one or episode two, where they go to the precinct, they play in the prison, and the inmates are like going into it. The prison, yeah, 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 right. They were, and and the kiss look, party was good too. <laughs> it looked like it looked like they were going to kill them at first, and then they they started to like them. Yeah, yeah, it was great. That was a great. Yeah. Scene. yeah. So this, so this, they talk a little bit about. They, they, they went to um, sit and sit. I, I thought they really went right to the, um, sit and Nancy thing. They just went right to they, it. They really glossed over it, and you know, I got mixed feelings about that. I, I'm, I'm tired of the sit and Nancy thing, okay? Because the Sex Pistols was so much more than that, and growing up. Loving the friend the right way. They just put it in. They talked about it. it wasn't like the whole thing. Based yeah, on yeah. I, 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 I guess overall, it's good they didn't get into like they didn't even show the murder. They just showed the after when he wakes up and she's dead. And you know, I mean, there's the whole thing on did he do it? Did he not do it? Did you know? It just, you know, it didn't. Uh, it, they didn't discuss it. They glossed right over it. And then next thing you know, he's dead. Dude, how about this scene where uh, Malcolm making a phone call? They're criminals! Like, I'm sorry, I'm yeah, he was right. <laughs> he was set, he was setting them up. Yeah, he was like set, trying to just stir the stir the pot. It was too much, man. It was he was. And I did like the part uh, in episode six, the la the last episode, "Who Killed Bambi," where uh, you know, they 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 talk about uh the great rock and roll swindle movie and how Ronnie Biggs, the great, the, the great train robber. Okay. Was going to be in it. Okay. And Lydon wants no part of this movie because Ronnie Biggs actually, you know, smashed somebody's fucking brains in, left them brain dead, you know? And he says, this was like a blue collar guy that was working and, and he killed him. Why do we have to have him on? You know, say, that guy that gets into like I think what Lydon was really like, wow. and probably didn't get shown enough in this series, but did occasionally pop up. Okay, I think he was very like blue collar common man. 
I know he was. I mean, I've read his books and I've I've yeah. admired the guy. I think that's what he what he is, you know. So the show start with them. They show you about them. Then they show Sid waking up and Nancy's dead. Yeah, and he gets arrested and everybody's starting to talk about it. And then they just yeah. stop, once they stop showing talk about it, the next thing they go into um, Chrissy Hine doing her first show with the Pretenders. Well, it's not a show. I think they were, she's recording because yeah, Steve, Steve Jones is, goes to the studio and he has her playing. Uh, uh, was it kid maybe or something? Okay, there's yeah. a scene. There's a scene where she's learning a new episode. Like, the end of episode five shows her playing an early version, acoustic version of kid. Yeah, and she's saying she has to have her own voice. I thought that was a nice throw-in. Yeah. Now you know, I just want I, I this go back to what I said in the beginning is I think this is a very hard thing to make a show on or even a movie. Because so many people have different opinions. It's about a scene and music that's very, people feel very strongly about it. Because being into punk rock, especially in the 70s, even in the 80s, was a dangerous thing as a, to do. All right? Yeah. Sometimes you get in fights because of that. Okay? And, and people hated you because of that. Oh, you know, you got fucking funny hair or funny clothes, or, you know, whatever. Okay. Different, those guys different, it's not, it's not like today where, you know, they, they'd lock a school down if somebody bullies somebody. Okay. Back then, if you looked like that and you were in school like me, okay, the jocks would fuck with you. Okay. And basically would stuff you in a locker if they can get away with it or kick your ass after school. All right. And I had all that done to me. I got in a few punches too. Okay, yeah. but but you know different times. Okay, but people from that scene because I've seen some responses already on social media saying it's awful and it's it it depicted things wrongly and the actors were terrible. I I, I didn't think that, and I'd like to know like who do you want to play Johnny Rotten? Who who could do that out there? You got to get an unknown. Okay. I thought, was, I thought it was good. I thought it was very good. I thought yeah. I thought it was very good. Yeah. His, remember when they're in the south and the guy goes, This is not like back home. People have guns here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He goes, Right, that's that's true. He goes, People have guns. And he's like, Well, we get stabbed every day. It's not the same thing. Not the same thing. No, not the same thing. So and in that last episode, you really see how Malcolm was pinning them against each other. Oh yeah, he was he, he, was, he was pushing Rotten out of the band and saying that that Siddle sing. Okay, that that oh he was telling Rotten, oh you're just like you you become Rod Stewart. <laughs> you're just a rock star now. And he was acting like a dick. Now yeah. I don't know how true that is. That's another thing. Like I don't I don't know. Did he get full of himself? He was a young guy. It's possible it got to his head. Okay. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. And, and again, it goes back to what I was saying. It's very hard to, to please everybody with something like this. But overall, I, I, I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, some mistakes, but I can live with it. And it depicted things that normally doesn't get depicted. The reggae elements, Chrissy Hine being involved, Don Letts being depicted, Susie being depicted, uh, talking about Johnny's mom. I mean, that yeah. never got mentioned in anything before. 
You know, Chrissy Hine was good because uh, when she, oh, I thought when she, I thought when she was going on stage because she got the thing and she told the guy, I'll see you on stage. And um, the guy told her that shit is dead. Yeah, and she was shocked. Yeah, yeah. But she wasn't done. But then at the end, they show um, this guy, um, Steve Jones, getting like heroin. And I think he hallucinated this whole thing. Well, he was he was in a bad place after the band broke up. Yeah. Uh, it would be it would be you know he did he did the uh, the great rock and roll swindle in the in the ashes of the band breaking up. Yeah. But after that, he kind of dropped off the scene for a couple of years. Came back with the Professionals with Paul Cook. Uh, they had some good music. Um, and then in the eighties, he would kind of have a solo album or two. Uh, he played with Iggy a little bit, got his life together. Now he's, he's got Jonesy's jukebox, the, the podcast, the very good oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good. So I gotta say, after watching this series, um, out of, uh, out of, out of five out of 10, I'll, I'll give it like a three and a half. You know, three and a half out of five, right? Yep. I was going to say the exact same thing, Rob, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I give it that. I would have gave it just three, okay, uh, because of some of the mistakes and some of the little bit of cheesiness in it. But the extra half I give just for depicting some stuff that's never been shown before, yeah, and, and giving I, some I, and giving some credit. Yeah, I like that they were like I didn't know that he couldn't read. I didn't know the thing about yeah. the bad fingers that the guy died in there. Yeah, and there was a lot of stuff they gave that you were like, "Oh shit, I never knew that." So how real it is, I don't know. But it's stuff that you never heard. The same thing with the mother and stuff. It was stuff that was like, "Whoa, this is." And and also, Jonesy was was abused, which they show him as a child whacking yeah. his. Phone. I mean, that's that's sick. And then yeah. and then, uh, he 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 still had a somewhat decent relationship with his mother but anytime his father was around you know he'd shit on him and he just yeah. you know and i think I, I that's gotta be for steve jones that's gotta be hard to to write about in a book and and now to see it on tv uh i give it i give it to him for putting it out there you yeah. know yeah. and Lydon, you know johnny Lydon, i understand him being angry I think he likes to have control over how he's depicted. That's what it uh, is. And, and and I get that. I, I really do. I'm not a, I'm not against the fact that he was mad about this. I just think it maybe it was a little more well done than than he made it seem. I, I, I don't know. Because he said maybe like it was too close to the real thing and he's like, Oh, I don't Well that, that's close. true too. I don't know. I like John Lydon. He's you know, he's got a he's a good he's a good guy. On top of being the icon that he is, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he he's raised his grandchildren. Ariel was his daughter, and when she passed away years back from cancer, he raised. He, you know, he's also got he's raised the two kids, and he also has Nora, who was like eighteen, twenty years older than him. Wow! That now is suffering from Alzheimer's. She's in her eighties, and he's got to take care of her too. And he's been catching a lot of shit for supporting Trump. So yeah. I had I had it to him. I think he's a good guy, uh, and I understand him being upset. But maybe you should just let it go. Yeah. Maybe, and, and I do say that with all all respect. Yeah. 
So, Mike, we agreed three and a half stars for this show. I think um, if you're curious, watch it. If you watch the first episode, it'll probably get you hooked because it's start pretty interesting. Right. There's a lot of there's, there's a lot of reference to other musicals. You see, you see, they they showed uh, David Bowie concert footage and they show yeah. footage of um. They show the real pistols too. Yeah, they show for the real for those show footage of um. Sit the guy that sang "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay." Also. Otis Redding, yeah. Otis Redding. So they, 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 I thought it was pretty good. They gave you a little thing, and um, you know, people are not gonna be happy with it. But I think if you really like the Sex Pistol and it's it's an easy documentary to watch, like a series. It's not a documentary; it's an easy series to watch. They they bring in the old thing and they tell people in the beginning that this is based on such stuff. So they are gonna make stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. I mean, you know what you're getting when you watch it. And, and again, it's a hard story to tell. I thought that they did a decent job with it. Three and a half stars, I'll give it out of five. Um, next is the Ramones biopic. That's what I want. Yes. You, know what, you know what show we should do a review on? It's what? the most ridiculous show. Do you see the show, The um, American Crime? No, they did. They did the Bill Clinton impeachment trial. No, oh my God, Mike, go on Hulu and, and look up impe impeachment. It's for okay. FX. It's on FX. Okay, watch that. And we, I think we we, we can do a, a review show on that because everybody looks just that they got the dress. They got a guy, a girl playing Monica. Oh it's, wow, it's pretty good. It's it, it's All it's right. called impeachment. I'll, I'll, I'll check it. It's called impeachment. Yeah, it's it's on it's on it's on it's part of the American crime uh, American crime story. It's like it's it's on FX. It's on FX. Look it up, and you'll be like, right. "Whoa!" I'll check it out. I'll check it out. All right. Good. So, where can we find you, Rob, on so social you can, media? You can find me on anything lumped up. You look getting lumped up on Google um, or on or any uh, web service, and it will take you right to. My spot with the Twitter account, the Instagram, Facebook, and the YouTube account. And this is on YouTube. We also would like to thank uh, who's our sponsor, Mike, those great dentists. Park Dental Care in Richmond Hill, Queens. We like Check to them out. They take all insurances. We'd like to thank them for uh, sponsoring the show for now. And uh, we got some new sponsor coming in soon. We're working some deals. And um, we'd like to thank you for watching the show. I hope you enjoyed this review show. And, Mike, where can we find you? I'm all over. You can find me on Facebook under Rocco Mike, Rocco Mike. And, of course, the Rock Show Podcast group page on Facebook. Instagram, Rocker Mike 212. Twitter, Rocker Mike 212. Cloud Hub, MeWe, Paula, uh, Getter, Truth Social, <laughs> all under Rocker Mike. I'm just dropping bombs everywhere. <laughs> um, look for me mostly on the rock of my Google me I'll pop up there yep alright guys thank you for watching remember don't get drunk get lumped up see you later take care I'm getting lumped up with rock of my and Rob Rossi Getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Well, I'm lumped up, but I'm okay. It's gonna get lumped up anyway. You better call back the posse. Just getting.
looked up like a mountain wide brassy. Getting looked up like a mountain wide brassy.